Hello friends and welcome to From Enemies to Lovers, the podcast. The podcast that dives through the murky waters of fan fiction so you don't have to. I'm Cassia and I'm joined by friends and fellow Cambridge students... Bethan, Ella, Kitty, Lottie, to discuss the merits of this often less than celebrated area of popular literature. Just a disclaimer before we start, it is not our intention to make fun of people's work. We are genuinely looking for the good. The first few fan fictions we are looking at are probably not the best fan fiction authors have to offer, but we are starting there because they are some of the most infamous within the fan fiction world. With that being said, let's begin. Today, the five of us are beginning our descent into the world of fan fiction with a bit of Twilight. There is one fan fiction up for discussion today, but before we throw ourselves into it, I would like to ask my lady friends a bit about their history of fan fiction and what they are looking for in a good fanfic. Starting with you, Bethan, are you a reader of fan fiction? Yeah, so I did. I did read a bit of fan fiction, um, mostly from kind of year nine to year eleven. I think was my peak. Um, I was very into the Les Mis fandom. I read a lot of Les Mis fan fiction, um, and then I read some Song of Achilles fan fiction as well. That just kind of went into general Iliad and Odyssey fan fiction, um, which makes me sound very pretentious. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of my fan fiction journey. Very highbrow fan fiction. <laughs> Ella, I feel instinctively that fan fiction as a phase is something you managed to avoid in your bookish awakening. Is that correct? Yes, I managed to avoid reading it. I think mostly because I was just terrified that my parents would look at my internet history. They weren't, but I was still scared. But that doesn't mean I I didn't write it. I think I, I ended up writing it without knowing that that's what I was doing at the time. So I have, I have a little bit of knowledge. Moving on now, we have Kitty, who is a rarity amongst us as a non-ingling. Kitty, tell us about what you will be looking for in these fan fictions. What will appeal to you? Yeah, so I do PBS, which is Psychological and Behavioural Sciences. So I'm looking for some deep, murky, subconscious, horrible decisions that people have made. Um, but also for some good romance, because I'm a sucker for romance. I used to read a lot of like the bad boy mm. um, Wattpad stories when I was in like year eight and nine. So I'm looking for some like nice, deep psychological twists. Yeah, the bad boy is a key demographic in fan fiction, which we're glad to see represented through you. <laughs> Finally, we have Lottie. And for anyone listening that doesn't know, Lottie is an author herself, having won the BBC Young Writer of the Year Award this year. Lottie, did you write your own fan fictions back in the day? I did. Fan fiction was one of the first things I ever wrote when I was a kid. When I was about kind of 10, 11, 12, that kind of age, I was on Wattpad all the time. I wrote a lot of Harry Potter fan fiction and a lot of Hunger Games fan fiction. And I was just, I was so into it. And it's, I, I genuinely do think, I mean, looking back on those, they're probably shocking, but I also genuinely do think it's such a fun thing for like young writers to get into. And I do love it as a form, even with all of its foibles. It is definitely a great way for people to begin writing and to get those sort of creative juices flowing. So fair to say that for all of us, we have experience in analysing and appreciating works of literature. And it's from that perspective that we will be approaching these fan fictions in this series. Questions we will hold in our minds as we go through them are, are they well constructed? Is there some authorial flair? Does the plot actually work? 
And exactly how much smut are we dealing with here? We will begin our foray into the fix with a fandom at the heart of the form, having spawned countless fanfic babies, Twilight had to be our starting place. The piece we'll be looking at in this episode is entitled Dancing with Tears in My Eyes, published by the user Write What You Feel on fanfiction.net in June 2012. The last activity on this account was in 2014, so I feel like we can presume this author has distanced themselves from the work at this point. Because I've been listening to Taylor Swift all day, I keep referring to this in my mind as dancing with our hands tied. So that's what I'm expecting now. <laughs> that would be a lovely surprise. Mm, it's like little bits of lyric in between. Mm. Now, just a quick content warning before we begin reading the fanfiction. The fanfiction contains violence, mentions of blood, knives, and we will be discussing racism in relation to it. We will be reading the fanfiction as it is written, spelling mistakes and all for the sake of accuracy. A man eating cabbage may become a man eat cabbage at any given time. Hey, but I guess time for the synopsis. When you have lived in the same boring town your entire life, Nothing really surprises you. So imagine Bella Swan's surprise when she, a talented ballet and on-point dancer, meets the charming Edward Cullen, an amazing street dancer with a family who holds the ultimate secret. She also hides an astonishing secret too. Will opposites attract or repel? Up for adoption. <laughs> that was very dramatic, Kat. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like it matches the energy. <laughs> so based on the summary, what are your initial thoughts as to what we can expect? Um, I'm intrigued by the idea that Edward Cullen is an amazing street dancer. Mm. Um, is this is this a skill that comes with being a vampire? Um, do they just kind of like become hip hop dancers when they get turned? Um, or is this like an Edward Cullen specific um, kind of like experience? It's one of his special powers. It's like mind reading for Edward has become street dance ability. <laughs> Maybe Alice can now do like the Irish jig or something. <laughs> I am imagining them as like characters from a an early two thousands dance film, and like <laughs> I'm expecting a um, a flash mob of some kind. Yes. I'm very intrigued by Bella having a secret of her own because like, is this is something that I think already is adding some more depth to it. Um, is she also a vampire? Who knows? This is I'm I'm already intrigued. I have to admit, I have read this through now twice. I'm still not sure what her secret <laughs> is. <laughs> Maybe you guys will pick up on it. I didn't. <laughs> I'm also intrigued by Edward being a street dancer. Like, if he's over a thousand years old, has he always been a street dancer? Was he the revolutionary street dancer? Did he invent street dancing? <laughs> oh my gosh, Kissy, you're right. <laughs> or when he was alive in like the Regency period, did he do like waltzes? Was he a famous waltz dancer? I don't know. <laughs> Waltzing on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> the mean streets of... <laughs> Posh America. <laughs> I don't know what a nice area of America is. Massachusetts. Yeah, the mean streets of Massachusetts. <laughs> Waltz in his way out of the gutter. Oh my god. Right, let us begin. 
I will read the author's note to start. Hi everyone, I hate author's notes, so I hope I don't have very many on my story. Stephanie Meyer owns everything but the plot. This is my first story, so please don't be too harsh. Enjoy! Open bracket. Edward and the rest of Vamps, just so you know. Close bracket. Bella's POV. Chapter 1. What I wouldn't kill for a break. Beep. 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 Squeaked a continuous sound into my ear, which I unsuccessfully tried to drone out. Finally, my mind came to a conclusion. This annoying noise was not going to subside on its own. I felt around to my right where the sound was coming from and slammed my arm down to try and shut it up. My plan totally backfired. Ow! I screeched at the top of my lungs, really concentrating on not throwing the alarm clock into the wall. Let's just say I have a few anger issues. Okay, maybe a lot, but let's look on the bright side. (laughs) At least I'm not a psychopathic killer out to murder you. Hooray! Well, at least I think I'm not. (laughs) Anyways, the point is, I was in extreme pain. I cradled my hand to my chest and carefully peeked at it through my eyelashes. Oh no, my hand was starting to swell and go red. This would not be a pretty thing to look at during easy class and hard class. Now, what I mean by easy class and hard class is exactly what it sounds like. School was an easy class, full of knowledge my mind could easily strive to learn. You rely on your mind at school to succeed, but dance class is all physical. It was an entirely different subject, and yet I still did it. It wasn't just a hobby or a way to lose calories. Dance meant so much more to me than that. When I stood on stage, I didn't feel like some big disaster waiting to happen. I felt like the exact opposite. I didn't feel like I was the school's biggest outcast or the clumsiest girl in the entire world. I felt like me. Getting back to planet Earth, I pulled back my comfortable blankets and headed towards the bathroom. On my way, I grabbed my bag of toiletries off of my desk where I had left them yesterday. I pulled my clothes off and turned the water on ultra high. Today was the first day from getting off of spring break and I was certainly dreading it. Everyone would be cocky from having no teachers for an entire two weeks. Plus, they'd be way too loud for my taste. There was only one person I was actually excited to see. As I stepped out of the steaming hot shower, I rolled my hair up into a towel to dry it off after pulling on some jeans and a long sleeve t-shirt. I went back to my room, shoving on my sneakers as fast as possible. I tried to throw the towel into the laundry basket, but missed by a long shot. After brushing my hair and eating a Pop-Tart, I carefully walked outside to my red Chevy. I didn't want to slip and break my ankle. There was already a red mark starting to form on my arm, and it was only the first day back. When I finally arrived at Forks High School, I heard the sound that I had been fearing all day. Noise and the bell. I grabbed (laughs) my bag from the passenger seat and rushed off to my first period. The rest of my day basically went like that. Up until lunch, that is. When I finally entered the cafeteria, I strode to the lunchroom line, only falling on my face once. It was a big accomplishment for me, believe it or not. I sat at my usual table, which consisted of snobby girls and desperate boys. I pretended to quietly listen to the conversation as my mind ran over my choreography for the big competition that weekend. I glanced around the lunchroom lazily, not really surprised by what I saw. That was until my eyes locked with a pair of piercing black ones. The man's hair was a rare shade of bronze, which contrasted perfectly with his pale white skin. His body was lean, but still very toned. The rest of his table were all very handsome and beautiful, but none compared to his exquisiteness. There were two blondes, a girl and a boy, that were both amazingly elegant. They could be twins. Both were tall and pale white, like the bronze-haired boy, but they had golden eyes. 
A short, pixie-like girl with black hair sat next to the blonde boy. Her head lay on his shoulder as she spoke to him softly. The other blonde was sitting on a burly man's lap. The man had short, curly brown hair and was like the rest, pale skin and topaz eyes. Except for the bronze-haired man, of course. At the moment, the blonde girl and the bronze-haired man were sending simultaneous glares at me. I quickly looked away, but one of the other girls at the table, Jessica, saw me looking. Hey, Bella. Jessica called to me to get my attention. They're the Cullens. They just moved here from Alaska. They're all adopted by Dr. Carlisle and Esme Cullen, but they're all, like, together. Jessica whispered to me. The really short girl is Alice, and she's really weird. The blonde boy that looks like he's in pain is Jasper. They're dating. The blonde girl is Rosalie, and she's with the big tough guy, Emmett. They're all lovey-dovey. It's disgusting. I was wondering about the other Cullen and where his beautiful girlfriend was. Jessica easily read my expression like I was an open book and smiled. The super hot one is Edward. I wouldn't get your hopes up, though, because apparently none of the girls here are good enough for him. Jessica obviously had learned that lesson for herself, and I was going to comfort her, but the bell rang. I said goodbye and rushed off to biology. Halfway to the classroom, my phone started to ring. I impatiently put it to my ear, not really in the mood to be late for class on the first day. Bella? Asked my personal trainer, Miranda. What do you need? I replied, tapping my foot on the floor intolerantly. I'll be there in five minutes to pick you up for practice. Go put your on-point shoes and leotard. See you in a second. Miranda explained quickly. I said goodbye and ran to the bathroom. Even though it might seem like a blessing to get out of schools for dance, it's the exact opposite. I'm talking 20 hours a week of exhausting workouts and dance, plus school and homework to top it all off. All I can say is what I wouldn't kill for a break. <laughs> she's, she's a very busy girl. She's a very busy girl. <laughs> okay, so at this point, Bella is a serial killer. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not really sure kind of what what Bella's vibe is. Um, She keeps hurting herself, um, which kind of seems like it wouldn't go very well with being a dancer. Is she? I haven't read the Twilight books. Is Bella canonically very clumsy? She is, yeah. Okay, okay. So this isn't her secret. (laughs) She just is. My favourite thing in her clumsiness is how she turns off the alarm clock by slamming her whole <laughs> entire arm down on it. Like she karate chops her alarm. Use your fingers. That's one of the things I was wondering though, is is Bella as sort of psychopathically raging in the books or is this something that's been added for the purposes of fan fiction? Because it's a bit baffling. This is added. <laughs> <laughs> Is Bella secret that she's a, a murderer out to get you? Because yeah, I feel definitely. like that's yeah. subtly foreshadowed. She's like, I have anger issues. <laughs> I kind of like the fact that this fan fiction introduces some subtleties of the clumsiness, like not getting the towel in the laundry basket, as well as the kind of really obvious ones. It's also a personal favourite thing of mine when writing and movies say the name, like the title of the book Mm. slash chapter in the piece. So it's like what I wouldn't kill for a break right at the end. I love that. Lots of fun. It's great when you watch the TV show You, because they say say the, the title in that a lot. Um, I haven't seen that. Oh, you might like it. It's got. It's about a stalker 
Yeah, it's about <laughs> oh, yeah, this too. guy who like through. stalks people. Um, I've, I'm nearly at the end of season one. I've been watching it with like a group of my friends over the internet. Um, it's very spicy. A lot goes on. I love how you think that me personally would enjoy watching something about a stalker. No, but to be fair, you would. <laughs> you would. There's a lot of psychology and stuff. You'd like it. Mm, now you're talking. Um, also, I feel like a drinking game of you where you take a shot every time they say the title would be lethal and hilarious. I mean, you'd probably yeah. die after the first <laughs> we, we do not condone this here at From Enemies to Lovers, the podcast. We do not condone doing a new drinking game. Yeah, please don't. Um, one point I want to raise, which was something I loved in this, was when she said that there was one sound I was really wanting to avoid. Noise. <laughs> Just noise. <laughs> Bless her. <laughs> Me too. Oh, Bella. Having thought about it, I really like the concept of it, it's the same world, but they're dancers. Because I think if I were fan fiction writer, write what you feel, I would have written something about the Twilight characters as theatre kids mm. when I was when I was yes. their, their age. So yes, very valid. Have we talked about how they call them on point shoes yet? Yeah, yeah. that's. I, I asked my sister about this. They're never called on point shoes. No, they're always called point shoes. <laughs> also, briefly, we need to address the burly man. Um, <laughs> so it's beautiful teenager, beautiful teenager, beautiful teenager, truck driver. Burly man. <laughs> He's a burly man. I don't know if this is just the fact that I'm British and this seems quite an American fan fiction, but when I hear burly man, I picture like middle-aged truck driver probably votes for UKIP like a very <laughs> white tank top very specific... eating chip butties yes yeah. yes absolutely yes. yeah it's I don't burly picture man. Emmett from Twilight no. as a burly he man he should not have Rosalie Cullen on his lap wait is this Edward yeah Emmett, Emmett. Is, is this Edward <laughs> okay good <laughs> I suppose you might have to be a burly man if you're a top street dancer. I suspect that takes a lot of athleticism. That's true. Mm. He's probably got big arms yeah. spinning on. He's he's slim but toned. Oh, yeah. She says he's toned. Like a mm. real street dancer would be. And very, very pale white. <laughs> yeah, that totally sounds like a, like a real street dancer. <laughs> nice to have a bit of dance accuracy for once. <laughs> The only other thing I found very noteworthy that I wanted to comment on is that there's a trend I love in fan fictions of doing a Romeo and Juliet-esque, spoiling it in the author's note, like a prologue, saying, yeah, they're going to be vampires because we wouldn't want any tension <laughs> or anxiety about that. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I mean, I guess we sort of already know, mm. but then do we? Because the, the rules are just out the window. Yeah. Which I quite like. I That's think. what's great about fanfic. In some fan fictions, they don't have rules where, like, oh, it's Twilight, so there'll be vampires. It can be, oh, it's Twilight, so there'll be accountants. It, it's <laughs> lovely and free. So I appreciated her clarifying that. Are we ready to move on to chapter two? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Woo! Bella's POV. Chapter two. And I thought I had anger issues. 
I walked through the threshold of my favorite dance studio, Jane's School of Dance, and said hello to the receptionist, Rebecca. She grinned and told me good luck. Miranda gave me a warning look, but I just rolled my eyes at her and rushed off to class. Prepare for pain and humor, <coughs> I thought to myself as I saw my best friend. <laughs> That's what we all say when we see our best friend. <laughs> pain and humor. Pain and humor. <laughs> oh god, that's what Katia says when she sees me and she has to bend down to hug me. Every time. Um, <laughs> anyway, Bella, I haven't seen you in a million years. Come here. Jacob Black screamed at me as he ran and started suffocating me. I struggled fiercely to get out of his embrace, but it's pretty hard when you're 100 pounds going up against 300 pounds of pure muscle. I wheezed and punched his chest, but he still didn't get the memo. Bella is dead. I finally pronounced to him, barely able to comprehend my own words, but he still understood. I saw the regret in his face as he reluctantly pulled back from our clinch and apologised. I smiled softly at him and motioned for him to follow me into the main dance room. When we entered the room, he pulled out the boombox from the closet and set it on the far side of the wall. <laughs> Jacob's mum used to work here in her high school days, so Jacob automatically got the job as a handyman for the studio. He basically fixed anything that broke and lifted anything that needed to be moved. That's part of the reason we see each other every day. The other part is that we're best friends. Ever since we met each other when we were little, we've been inseparable. I quickly stretched with the rest of the class. Most of them were in college or just out of high school. Afterwards, we started practicing pirouettes, arabesques, and assemblés. After the ballet class, I had an on-point class, which didn't take long. After class was over, I changed back into my normal clothes. I said goodbye to Jake and ran down the block to Forks High School. On the way, I stopped at a diner and grabbed some dinner. The food wasn't delectable, but it also wasn't horrible. I gave the waitress a good tip and paid the check. I hurried out of the restaurant and rushed to school. I pulled my car keys out of my pocket and jogged across the parking lot to my rusty old car. Though, of course, I knew I couldn't last a day without falling on my face more than three times. So, being me, I tripped and fell on the wet concrete. I pulled up the sleeves of my shirt and saw what I had coming to me. Blood. I yanked back down the cuffs of my shirt and tried not to throw up. All of a sudden, I heard a booming noise coming from inside the school. I glanced up at it and was very shocked at what I saw. Bright lights were flashing inside, and I swear I almost hit myself in the head for my stupidity. Some gang probably broke into the school and was throwing a party. I scrambled to my feet and glanced nervously at the school. What if someone saw me and mugged me or something? I took a deep breath and was about to make a break for my car when I saw a familiar face, a face I would know anywhere. Jacob Black, what the bunnies is wrong with you? You are only 16 and I bet you a million bucks your father would not be very happy if he knew you were at some party without his permission. I screeched at the top of my lungs at him. I didn't need to ask if Billy knew Jacob was at this kind of party. We both knew the answer. No. Well... Um, what are you doing here, Miss High and Mighty? Jacob retorted poorly, and I rolled my eyes. First of all, I am about to be 18. Second of all, I am not at this party. I came to get my truck and go home like a mature adult. I glared at him, but I was trying hard to hide my smile. I grabbed his wrist and tried to pull him over to his car, but he was too strong. He stood still as stone, and I couldn't do anything about it. Don't be so uptight all the time. Live a little, it'll do you some good. Anyways, they're having a dance battle inside. I bet you could beat them all. Except maybe the new kid, Edward Cullen. I don't like him, though. <laughs> 
Jacob told me and started to yank me into the school without my free will, of course. Classic Jacob. No, Jacob, I don't do hip hop. And I tried to finish, but Jacob cut my sentence off. No excuses. You're going to do the dance battle. Just use some of your tricks like arabesque and assemble. You'll do fine. Jacob reassured me. Then he had to go and scar me for life. Girls and dudes. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Anyway, Jake shouted so loud the entire room went quiet. I tried to sneak out the door, but Jake had a death grip on me. Get ready to witness the best ballet dancer ever doing hip-hop with a few of her own tricks thrown into the pot, Bella Swan. Great. The two things I hate most in the world, noise and hip-hop. Nice going, Jake. You know me so well. I whispered angrily to him, but he just laughed at me. Don't be such a stick in the mud. This will be fun. Trust me. Jake tried to convince me, and even though I really didn't want to, I fell for it like an idiot. Fine. All I'm saying is, if I get in trouble, it's on you. I glowered at him out of the corner of my eye for a second, then took a quick peek through my eyelashes at the crowd surrounding us. If I could, I would have hurt Jake right about now. Okay, my money is on Cullen. (laughs) Sorry, Jake, but he's got moves. No way this little prima ballerina beat him. Quill yelled to Jacob from across the gym. Jake actually took this seriously. If anyone could, it was Jake. And shouted out a very immature... It's on, Mr. I Know Everything. Bella is way better. Then of course he ruined his I have confidence in Bella moment by pulling me off to the side and saying that I better not make him look bad. I just tried not to punch him in the face because I knew it would hurt. And I ignored him. Everyone, are we ready for the betting? Okay, Jacob Black, who will you be betting for? And how much will he be betting? called a man with scraggly grey hair and bright blue eyes. Who is this man? (laughs) Is this the janitor? (laughs) I'm betting $50 on bells. She's new, but this is the only time she'll be competing. Jacob answered smoothly to the older man. Then it hit me. This was like a competition. In competition, I went up against every style of dance, from hip-hop to other ballerinas like me, from lyrical to contemporary. Everything was equal and you were judged on how well you did that type of style, not if they liked that style or not. I had to remind myself that there would be no fair judges tonight. All the people here either wanted to see cool tricks or hip hop. I was just going to have to go for my awesome ballerina moves and jumps. I was really going to have to sell it if I didn't want Jake on my back about making him lose $50. After everyone else had placed their bets, the competition started. Many people were just doing popping and locking routines. Others were doing a lot of tricks like flipping and spinning, while other people relied on their ability to dance to the beat and make everything look easy. I was the last one to perform, and I was definitely feeling the pressure start to build. Edward Cullen was going before me, and I was really curious to see his dance. Edward Cullen, it's your turn to bring it! (laughs) Screeched the announcer. Then Edward stepped out of the crowd, grinning smugly. As soon as he saw me, his normal glower returned. I know my reaction was a little rash, but what can I say? I don't like being hated for some unknown reason. I returned the glare and simply stated, I know you hate me, but I hate you more. I folded my arms against my chest and narrowed my eyes for effect. No one can hate more than I do at the moment. He retorted and turned his back to me. His fists were clenched, and at that moment, I smelled my blood. It made me desperately want to puke, but I held breath. 
I could not do this with the blood. I swiftly turned away from the crowd and concentrated on not tripping and falling to my death. Jake tried to halt me, but with one movement of yanking up my sleeve, he stopped. I pulled my keys from my pocket and tried to calm down. I wrenched open my car door and quickly myself inside the cab. Okay. <laughs> what I saw in the cab almost gave me a heart attack. What the heck are you doing in my car? I squeaked in panic at none other than Edward Cullen. His eyes widened in surprise. And then he smacked himself in the head as if he should have known this was my car. (laughs) Edward, you silly Billy. (laughs) I didn't know this was your car. If I had, I wouldn't be here. I have to go. He growled at me and proceeded to rapidly open the passenger door and slam it shut. The only problem I really had with him slamming it shut was that the glass came pouring down on me. (laughs) You broke my window! How did you do that? I shrieked so loudly, I even hurt my own ears. Be quiet! What if someone hears you? He held my gaze for a second, (laughs) then hit his fist against the side of my door, causing a murderous sound to explode all around us. Me? You just broke my window and punched my car! This is your fault! I yelled at him fiercely. Edward just replied with another punch to my rusty old car before trudging back into the school. It's a bit rude. My goodness, I whispered to myself before backing out of the parking lot and driving the short distance back to my house. After quietly parking outside of the house, I snuck through the kitchen and up the stairs. I was just about to let out a sigh of relief that Charlie had already gone to bed when I saw what karma had in store for me. And where have you been all night? (laughs) Charlie eyed me from his spot on the rocking chair in the corner of my small room. I bit my lip, trying to think of an excuse to tell him. I couldn't tell him dance class ran late. He would ask Miranda about it later. After class, I went to the school to pick up my truck and there was a party. I saw Jacob and tried to get him to go home, but he refused. He dragged me into the school, but I left as soon as I could without him noticing. I'm sorry. I begged him to forgive me. After a while, Charlie finally sighed. He didn't like these talks any more than I did. Fine, but don't do it again or else you're grounded. (laughs) He compromised reluctantly. I smiled and thanked him. After I changed and pulled my hair up into a bun, I pulled the covers around me. They encircled me and filled me with warmth and safety. I yawned softly and slowly fell into a dreamless sleep. My last thought was, and I thought I had anger issues. Hope you like this chapter. Edward was in her car because he couldn't handle smelling her blood. And he wasn't breathing, so he didn't smell her scent in the car. Thanks, everyone. Read and review. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the trap. I don't even know how to respond to that. Um, my first question is, um, irresponsible car ownership. She didn't lock oh her car gosh. when she went inside the school. Because how else did Edward get in? But also, unless who, he like wrenched the door open. Also, who thinks I need to have an escape from this situation? I'm going to sit in a stranger's car. <laughs> <laughs> Edward Cullen. He grew up in a different time. What a weirdo! <laughs> Didn't people notice that he just disappeared off the dance floor? Like it was literally his go, and then she gets down and he's gone. Like he was in her car. <laughs> oh my gosh! I also like how um, he literally broke her car window. And then acted yeah. like it was her fault. <laughs> she was very reasonably quite angry that he'd broken her car window. And he was like, and then he just punched her car. <laughs> to be fair, this all feels very, this feels very true to the source material. Yeah, <laughs> but the source material is supposed to be romantic. True. How do you even make an insurance claim? Like, how, how do you go to your insurance company and be like, hi, I want to make a claim. Some random high schooler broke my car window and then punched my car several times. <laughs> Um, please give me money. 
Um, one thing I, I noticed with um, Jacob as well was I was there thinking that Jacob really needs some consent lessons. Um, but then I realised that it's also very true to the source material. So, you know, you can't, you can't criticise for that. Yikes. <laughs> Yeah, not the vibe. Um, I think also I would I would like to circle back to where that old man with straggly grey hair came from and what he's doing kind of invigilating a high school dance competition. <laughs> he really does give me janitor vibes. Yeah. I'm certain this is the janitor. It has this to be. Would be I, I hate to say it, but this would be a much more interesting story than the one we're reading. I want to hear about this guy's origin mm. story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be darker. It would be like a dark netflix drama (laughs) (laughs) um one thing i want to say is that i really want to live in this universe where the kind of height of teenage rebellion is to break into your school and hold dance Mm -hmm. battles um (laughs) in order to get your personal grudges out i think that would be a one that would be a better world than the one we live in Yes. Also, I feel like we just need to circle back to early on where she falls into wet concrete I just love the idea that forevermore there's an indent of this stupid bitch <laughs> on the sidewalk or somewhere in America. I just love that. That was an episode of Grey's Anatomy, the wet concrete thing. Do you remember? No. A, a, a teenage boy fell into some Oh my wet gosh, concrete. yes! Oh no. It was very dramatic. No. Did he get out? Um, he's still there. He's still there today. <laughs> I'm also intrigued that she can't handle blood because I feel like ballet isn't the most blood averse sport because your feet are going to be bloody so how is she not being able to handle this does she get someone else to do her feet this is weird and she's (laughs) a very clumsy person yeah she's a poor kid surely you would get used to it except when she just danced because the music envelops her it (laughs) absorbs her (laughs) so this is if if she ever if it does follow the original Twilight story and she becomes a vampire I'm sorry but she's going to be a shit Mm. vampire if she's that scared of blood she needs yeah can I give a bit of credit to the author I really liked when they said I saw what I had coming to me Blood. I was like, yes! Foreshadow! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I, I just, I also want to celebrate the appearance of um, Charlie, who is my favourite character in the Twilight universe, and read yes. so beautifully by Kissy. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I decided in that moment that I would do some sort of accent. I have no idea what it was, but it was an accent of some description. <laughs> I need to confess as well, recently I've been watching a lot of Dance Moms clips on YouTube, which I don't appreciate from myself. <gasps> Have you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is what you do when you're stressed. And I can't help but picture her as one of the kids and Charlie as one of the Dance Moms. <laughs> <laughs> and Miranda is like, Abby Lee Miller. That's, that's how I'm feeling at the moment. Maybe it is genuinely one of those kids that wrote this. The timeline matches. Yes, she would definitely be Mackenzie. I think she gives me Mackenzie yeah. vibes. She went through a lot, bless her. Yeah. Bella's POV, Chapter 3. Karma just loves me. Hey Bella, you totally cost me 50 bucks. Be lucky I'm cutting you some slack because of your blood issue. Jacob called while he raided our fridge for food. Yeah, just be lucky that I'm not hitting you upside the head for stealing our food. 
oh wait, I am. I kicked him in the back of the head, even though he just rubbed it sourly. He straightened his posture while food was hanging out of his mouth and we both burst out laughing. After we calmed down, I headed upstairs to pack my bags for the competition. I had been assigned a solo, duet and a group number. They were all ballet, which was my forte. I was almost 100% sure that we would win all of our categories. We'd been working on the dancers for three months. Hurry up in there. Today's Saturday. Let's do something fun. Jacob yelled to me from downstairs. I mentally rolled my eyes at him while I trudged down the stairs. I reached the end of the stairs, tripping on the last step to my utter embarrassment. Why not actually roll your eyes? Why do you need to do it mentally? That's true. (laughs) I guess he's not there, so he can't appreciate the impact of the rolling eyes. (laughs) Anyway. Jacob, you know the competition starts today. I can't just skip it. I grumbled as he caught me in my mid-fall to my death. (laughs) You have to leave at five, right? So you have a couple hours to kill. Come on, I'll forgive you for the incident last night. Jacob persuaded me. I sighed in defeat. I did have some time on my hands, even if I did decide to practice for the upcoming competition. I need to lay down some ground rules. First of all, I need two hours by myself in the studio to practice. Second of all, don't whine like I know you will, because that still gives you three hours. I listed carefully as Jacob glared at me severely. Fine. Deal? He spit on his hand and held it out for me to confirm. I made a face, but surrendered. After that unfortunate handshake, I grabbed my ballet bag and headed out to my aged Chevy. I <laughs> Sorry, aged Chevy. <laughs> That made me laugh. Um, I finally arrived at the studio and was pleasantly surprised. No one else was there except for a group of street dancers. Hey, girly. Want to help us out with our ballet? We're a bit rusty, but we can keep up. Called a rough but yet smooth voice. It rung a little bell in my mind, but I just ignored them and the deja vu. Oh, come on. Hey, aren't you Jacob Black's girlfriend or something? That is it. They are so going to get it. I promise, once I get my hands on them. (laughs) He is just my immature brother. Thank you very much. I snapped, walking to the back of the building to a window and climbing through it. Once I gained entrance, I changed into my dark blue leotard and ballet slippers. I skipped into one of the dance rooms, excited to practice my solo. I grabbed the boombox from the closet and shoved the CD into it. The song was called Please by Elisa Shamrau. Shamrau? I apologize, Elisa. Um, I had to use a lot of emotion, especially when I got a chance to stare into the judge's eyes. If I could suck them into the story, then I had first place in the bag. I needed to really concentrate because I was doing some of my difficult turns and jumps. I started out by cradling my knees to my chest. I put on a pained look for the entire dance and gracefully pulled myself from the ground. I pressed my hands softly to my face, looking around fearfully. Then I elegantly (laughs) did an on-pointed arabesque for exactly 30 seconds, carefully landing it. I ran five steps, preparing for a grand jeté. I landed it perfectly, then started 32 fuetes, all wonderfully on spot. I purposely fell, touching my toes and then standing up again. I did an assembly to the left, another to the right, and finished with a clean seesaw. I blew out a breath of air. That was the best I'd ever danced. I had no flaws. I was perfect. I was so excited I could hardly breath, but that may be because I was so tired too. I glanced at the clock. Only four minutes had passed, but I had a whole new confidence in myself and my choreography. I took a drink from my water bottle and went to go look out the window while I calmed my breathing. My hand flew to my mouth at the sight outside. Edward Cullen was the most amazing dancer I had ever seen. 
well, I hadn't actually seen very many amazing dancers, but still. His body flowed with the music as he did flips and spins. Ed would definitely look like he was having some fun too, until, of course, he saw me watching. He threw me a glower, but continued to dance. I walked away from the window and smacked myself in the head. How could you think that? No one would be given such talent if they had such an inconsiderate personality. What the bunnies is wrong with you, Bella? I whispered to myself frantically, trying to distract my mind. Oh, but no, that wouldn't do for Miss I'm Not Going to Listen to You. Even though I desperately wanted to stop thinking about Edward, my brain wouldn't cooperate. He is such a magnificent dancer, and I'm terrible. What makes it even worse is he hadn't even had lessons. His talent is greater than my hard work, my subconscious whined to me. If there was a time where I told my own mind to go crawl in a hole and die, now would be the time. I took a deep breath and turned away, headed for the nearest door. I was not going to let some low-life street dancer ruin the self-confidence I had just built. I was going to do something crazy, irresponsible, and reckless for once in my life. I stalked up to the group of kids who turned out to be the Cullens and some other kids. I pushed my way through until I was nose to nose with Edward, or more like nose to shoulder. (laughs) I want to know what your deal is. Why do you hate me? (laughs) I demand to know, I screamed at Edward, which caused him to frown even more. I noticed that his eyes were golden now, but I shoved my discovery in the back of my mind. You're the devil. He stated simply. (laughs) Turning his back to me and disappearing in the distance. I don't know how long I stood there. I don't know why I didn't suffocate. I could have sworn I had been holding my breath the entire time I stood there. What the heck was wrong with the Cullens? I knew one thing, though. I was going to find out, even if it killed me. They might be the most marvellous people I've ever met, but something was wrong with them. I still felt a strange magnetic pull towards them, especially Edward. Sometime later, Jacob's rabbit pulled into view. He had to honk the horn six times before he got out and shoved me to the car. I'm pretty sure I apologised a thousand times, and I'm also pretty sure he accepted every single one of them. I know what you're thinking, and yes, that's exactly how obnoxious he is. When we finally arrived to where Jake had ordered for us to go, I was pleasantly surprised. As we walked through the forest toward the shed, I couldn't help but remember all the great times we had there. There were so many. I smiled softly, recalling it all. Jake would call my little... In the shed? I was going to say. A little bit spicy. Um, Jacob caught my little moment and replied with... Yeah, I know. I thought it would be a good idea to visit the old place. You know, since we haven't been here in, say, oh, two years? We laughed together until we arrived at the shed, where Jake pulled out two cokes. You know, it's kind of weird that my best friend is younger than me. No offense, of course. I thought out loud, more to myself than to Jake. (laughs) Well, actually, I'm older than you in maturity. He replied seriously with a straight face. I was literally waiting for the hidden cameras and a bunch of people screaming... We gotcha! You? We gotcha! (laughs) (laughs) You? Mature? I said between hysterical giggles. If you're mature, then I'm irresponsible. Very funny, but I'm at a higher level of maturity. My strength gives me more points, and your lack of know-how bumps you down. Jacob grinned, but I reached over and punched him in the arm. Ow, I squeaked, glaring at Jake as if it were his fault. Sorry, what? Why did she squeak? Oh, they have a dysfunctional friendship. Oh, she punched him and it hurt her hand to punch him because he is so big and She's burly. So hard. 
He's such a burly man. He's such a burly man. <laughs> such a burly 16-year-old man. Um, I was confused by that. Um, hey, what, um, hey, why are you looking at me? I didn't do anything. He replied defensively, obviously not being serious. For the rest of the two and a half hours, we argued who was older in maturity. When I was about to board the plane to Alaska, I hugged Charlie and Jake, feeling extremely bad. My mum had died in a car accident when I was three years old, so Charlie would be all alone in the house while I was across the globe. Is Alaska across the globe? It's still in the United States. Anyway, (laughs) I had made Jacob promise to practically stalk Charlie while I was away. I always worried about him, though. I was all he had left. I stepped into the plane, finding my seat and quickly slumping into it. I thought over my most recent encounter with Edward and the rest. Edward's eyes had changed colour. He had also shattered my window just by slamming the car door. No normal human being could possibly be capable of that. I decided to literarily sleep on it. (laughs) Darkness overtook my vision as I drifted into unconsciousness. I groggily woke and glanced to the left at my neighbour. After a bit of yawning and asking around, I confirmed it was 8.30 in the morning. I pulled out Wuthering Heights and flipped to my favourite page. After a few minutes of reading, I was starting to feel relaxed and calm. I was about to turn to the next page of the book when I heard a shout come from directly behind me. My head whipped around toward the noise, trying to get a good look. When I did, I almost lost my marbles. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. Edward screamed before I could. I was completely enraged. Of all the places, of all the people, it was him. Then again, this could be the opportunity I had been waiting for. If I could make him feel comfortable enough, then maybe I could get him to spill his secrets. I really didn't want to talk to him, though. I just have to suck it up. I'm sorry my presence infuriates you, I said, looking down. I was playing innocent, and I guess it was working because he looked really guilty. No, no, it is me who should be apologising. Dearest Isabella. (laughs) (laughs) He tried to use my full name to get on my good side, but it was the exact opposite. It's Bella. Isabella is too long and unnecessary. It's pointless, I explained, waiting for him to interrupt me. But he just calmly listened and nodded his his head kindly. Well, I am so very sorry, Bella. His eyes sparkled with humour and it took my breath away. Then that brief moment of truce was gone and his smile was forced, his topaz eyes cold and dark. I regained control of my emotions, determined to stay on track. Thanks. Anyway, let's cut to the chase. (laughs) What are you doing here? I asked in a matter-of-fact voice. Edward's smile wavered, but he kept going with the nice act, replying, I'm going to visit my cousins for the week. What are you doing here? Where are your brothers and sisters? Why aren't they coming? I ignored his question and kept asking mine. You didn't answer my question. Not until you answer mine. Fine. They're afraid they won't be able to keep their grades up. He growled, obviously exasperated to death. Now answer my question. Did you get coloured contacts? No. Why? Your eyes were black the first day I saw you, and now they're golden, I informed him. He looked puzzled for half a second, but quickly composed himself. It's the... fluorescence. Are you done? (laughs) He asked, trying to change the subject desperately. One more. Why do you hate me? I inquired, tilting my head to the side curiously. No, answer my question first. (laughs) He forced a grin, anxious to know why I was going to Alaska. I was wondering the same thing. Why couldn't we have gone to California or anywhere else but there? 
All right, all right. I have to go to a dance competition with my team. Now answer my question, I demanded oh, feverishly, anticipating his answer. Sorry, but we're about to land. Better pay attention to the flight attendant. <laughs> I tried to tell him that we were not, but an intercom screeched into my ear, interrupting me. Attention all passengers, the plane is about to land. Please fasten your seatbelts. I repeat, <laughs> fasten your seatbelts. Squealed the intercom. I looked at Edward incredulously, but he just ignored me and did as the flight attendant asked. I was looking for answers to my questions, but instead I only have more queries. Edward's eyes changed colour, but how? He knew when things were about to happen without any warnings. His entire family had a vibe about them, and that vibe told me to stay away from them. It also attracted me to them, but I couldn't place it. What were the Cullens? I guess I shouldn't have broken to the dance studio, because now Karma just loves me. I don't know if Alaska really has dance competitions, but whatever. I hope you enjoyed this chapter. Please read and review. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, that is all we have time for today, but we will be continuing the tale in our next episode. Join us then to find out what happens to Bella. Does her dance career soar in spite of her clumsiness? And most importantly, are there actually dance competitions in Alaska? All will be revealed. Well, most things will be touched upon. I'd like to send a massive thank you to the fanfiction.net user Write What You Feel for providing us with this episode's fanfiction, Ella Muir for sharing her magical musical sounds, and of course, you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the podcast here and head over to our Instagram at From Enemies to Lovers the Podcast for updates and tell us what fanfic we should read next. Until next time, hold on tight, spider monkeys. Bye! How you like in the rain, girl? <laughs> <laughs>